Hey y'all, before we get into the latest episode, I just wanted to highlight some really great news. Danielle has launched a workbook that includes a seven day devotional, prayer points, declarations, and some writing prompts. The pre-sale orders are taking place now until November 20th, and then it goes full price. So go ahead and get your copy. The workbook is only $25, so show your support. You can find them on www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Now on to the episode. The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life. A resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. On this episode, we are going to have one of my friends, my sister friends, Lynn Betty William, who is going to speak about her journey in singleness and ministry um, and just her overall journey. So, Betty, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me, Danielle. It's (laughs) such a privilege to be here, and I'm excited about what we're going to be discussing today. Yes. And I forgot to ask you this before. Do you want me to call you Lynn or is it okay for me to call you Betty? <laughs> you can call me whatever you feel comfortable. Betty works, Lynn works. I'm responsible. Okay, perfect. So, Betty, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Any personal or professional highlights you want to share before we get into the questions? I absolutely will. Of course, my name is Lynn Betty William. I'm in the medical professional field. I've been in healthcare for over 11 years. I'm also a worship leader, and I've been a worship leader for about, ooh, 18 years. Wow. Um, I've been doing ministry for a very long time. I want to say all my life. Um, so I do a little bit of ministry. So uh, healthcare is my career, um, but ministry is my passion. And just souls for Christ. I have a mentoring company called Live It. And what it is, is just simply just reminding young women or women of all ages to live their best life now. Like to not wait uh, to see their life in its best or fulfilled state, but to live every day like today is their last. Um, So I do a little bit of that. And I also have a shirt line. I do a little bit of everything. If God tells me to do something, I do it. So I'm an entrepreneur as well as juggling so many different hats and so many different purposes that God has over my life right now. Yes. And that's what we love about you, Betty, because you wear all the hats very well and very fashionably. Thank you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because, you know, we're approaching the holiday season and it can be rough for many. Um, I remember in my, you know, time of singleness, it was really hard because during the holiday season, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that's when, you know, women are getting proposed to. So now, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going on social media, you see all of the, you know, announcements that, hey, I'm engaged. Um, And even for women in the infertility um, journey, a lot of people kind of wait during the till the holidays to kind of um, announce pregnancy. So all of that can be really triggering. Um, And so I wanted you to come on to really talk about your journey um, and just kind of 
be there for women that are still in the you know season of singleness um but just to bring some light to it and just to bring some fun to it you know um even though you're in this season it doesn't define who you are right right so um betty how long have you been single and what have you learned thus far oh boy (laughs) i've been single forever is that a number I've been single for quite a long time. Oh my goodness, I don't even know how many years, but it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. I'm dated here and there. I've been out on date, but um, nothing, in my opinion, that has been something that I will be willing to drop everything for and say, okay, this is like my future, and I can be okay with this being it. Mm-hmm. Um, the journey has been interesting because. For me, I'm different in my singleness. I've maximized my time because I was actually thinking today as I was getting ready for an event, like, yo, when I do become married, I lose this freedom. Like, I made a decision this afternoon that I want to go to this event. I have no one to check in with. I'm just making a decision for me. Let's go. Right, right. You know, I have no one that I have to get a- accountable for or to check in with. And there is a part of that freedom that I do love. And, you know, I was just, while I was doing my makeup, just thinking to myself, am I ready to risk this? You know, like, right. you know, so it's a balance. It's, it's, so it's been a journey and it's also the reality of, I love my singleness, but I do want that companionship. So it's like trying to juggle both. But for me right now, I'm maximizing being single because I don't want it to be like when I do settle down and get married or when I do start having children that I feel like, Oh my God, I wish I traveled more. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I wish I would have hang out with my friends more. No, I've traveled. I've been to over 20 countries in my lifespan. You know, like I go out, I have a good time. I meet new people. I enjoy my singleness. So as I'm getting older, I feel when it's time to settle down, I won't feel like I'm regretting anything, but I feel like, okay, this is the time now. So for me, I've been living singleness and I've been embracing it. And I'm loving it right now, but, you know, when the holidays do approach, you are so right. It's just like, I wish I had someone that I could share Christmas with. I wish I had someone I could be with on New Year's. I wish I had someone that I could be for Valentine's, but at the same time, it's a process, Mm -hmm. but it's better to wait than to feel like, oh my God, I made a mistake. Right. Right. My dad has the same. My brother actually asked me um, what it was the other day. And his saying is no deal is better than a bad deal. No relationship is better than a bad relationship. And so that's something he really instilled in us. (laughs) Um, And and knowing our value and um, the importance of the waiting season and not settling. And I think that's the thing I admire about you the most is like you don't settle you know um and i think it's just so good to see women out there who are single and they're not settling right so we talked about you talked a little bit about this but what do you enjoy the most about being single oh the freedom i love the freedom i do like to be able to do what i want to do and then you know like there is a part of you that says you know when i do um become married there's a lot of compromises that i have to do that i don't have to do now Yes. Um, 
you know, so I love that. I love the fact that I can make decisions for myself and be okay with them. You know, of course, consulting with God, but that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, I do love the fact that I do have an opportunity to look around right now because even when I look back on who I've dated, I'm thinking to myself, yo, if I would have made that choice, ooh, I would have been like, Lord, what did I do? Right. You know, so it gives me an opportunity that if I had made a wrong choice to make a better choice and to make a better choice, having God guide me through those choices. And in the past, I could be honest and say, like, God, I didn't always pray about my decision. I didn't always pray about God is just the one. And so now for me, what I enjoy about my singleness is that I get to really search myself, mm-hmm. discover me, and actually allow God to choose for me what I need now and what I will need for my future. Love it. Love it. So in that same line, what would you say is your least favorite part of being single? Um, you know, like the other day, my uh, married friends were talking about like, yeah, we want to go bike riding as a couple. And I'm thinking to myself, well, who we going to bring? Okay. No, but- <laughs> <laughs> Max, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a women's event. So there's times where there's events where everybody's doing it with a couple. And those are the times I'm like, oh, this is, this is my least favorite part. Or there are also times where, you know, like you, you need that companionship. Like I was telling a friend of mine today, like when I'm doing ministry, it's very rough by myself. Like Mm -hmm. there's events that I'm driving to and I'm driving back alone or I'm driving with one of my mentees versus I wish it was like my companion or someone, you know, that God has placed in my life to just say, babe, you know, that was rough. This is what I was experiencing. Someone that will cover me in prayer. Not having that, those are the things that I'm like, ugh. You know, this is the moment that I wish I had someone to um, to be with me. Even when I purchased my home, yeah. it was hard because I had to make all these decisions. And I realized, like, making all these decisions that I had never made alone was mm-hmm. rough. It's mm-hmm. like, am I buying the right home security? Is this good enough? Do I need a gun? Do I need this? Do I need this? And then you just find yourself consumed because you don't have that second brain to help you say, don't do this, do this, let's try this, let's try this. So those are the least favorite when you have moments where you do need someone there beside a friend, yeah. someone that understands you a little bit deeper that you don't have that. Yeah, and I love the fact that you touched on the fact that you bought a house, you know. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we get kind of stuck um, in seasons and say, okay, well, because I'm not here, then I'm not going to do this, you know. Example, oh, because I'm not single, I'm not going to buy a house, you know. But right. you took it like this is the season I'm in and this is my opportunity and you did it, right. you know what I mean? You right. took that leap of faith. So um, right. that's definitely uh, amazing. So earlier, we've kind of touched on this uh, about the fact that the holiday seasons are appro- is approaching. Um, there are going to be numerous posts on social media. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you deal with all of the social media posts that are made really during the holiday season? I feel like it's amplified during that season. Right. For me, it's a perspective thing. And mm-hmm. this is just honestly my perspective. I realized that lately I've been watching a lot of proposal videos and all these great proposals. I don't know, but it gets exciting for me because I'm like, Lord, are you trying to give me a sign? Like, you know, like, does this mean I'm coming up next? So I just choose to look at it from a different perspective, like to see someone else happy. It's almost like, well, God, do it for me. Because if you can do it for them, surely you can do it for me. So when I see them, they don't really annoy me. I'm sure 
there's probably a part of me that's like, oh my God, I can't wait to meet my husband. I can't wait to meet the person that I'm going to spend my life with. I can't wait. But it's also like, uh, okay, God, if you could do it for that person, you can do it for me and I'm believing you. And so my faith is also activated at that time because also seeing older women get married because then, you yes. know, sometimes you're like, I should have been married already here. And then I see people that are like my age who are going on 15 years of marriage and I don't have a boyfriend, you know? Yes, so it's like, yes. wait, what? <laughs> and so for me, I just choose to let the perspective be positive that God, I know what you said to me. Mm-hmm. It's a desire that I get married. Mm-hmm. I know if you place a desire in me, you know, you can fulfill it. So I'm going to believe you that I will be someone's wife and I will live a, a marriage that is fulfilling. And so I just wait. So for me, it's about perspective. Don't let that, you know, you know, steer you if you are a single. However, um, you know, if you do feel like you're steering, you make the decision for you. If that means those days you're not on social media, so you're mm-hmm. not sure you do that. You got to protect your space at all times. And if it means like, I know this is going to trigger me and I know this is going to make me sad and I'm going to go to a room and feel dark. No, take yourself out on a date and get off social media. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like you said, identify what those triggers are. If a trigger for you is seeing those photos, then knowing, okay, I'm not going to log on on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to log on on Christmas or the day after Thanksgiving or the day after Christmas or New Year's because I know it's going to be the floodgates of um, pictures. Um, So I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, Some may feel that ministers, as ministers, we don't struggle with the things that other people struggle with, you know? Um, I think that's interesting, but a lot of people don't think that, you know, as ministers, we struggle with things. So as a minister, what has been some of the challenges of walking in your calling and also continuing to minister? Right. You know, ministers are human. We're yes. human. We, we're flesh. Um, we have fleshy desires and our struggles are just as real. Sometimes I feel like it's more amplified. I feel like the enemy really does come for us in certain areas because he knows that those are our weaker points. Yeah. And so and for me, one of the struggles have been to to really keep my commitment to God. Like it's either if you come here as a minister, whether it's a relationship, friendship, whatever you want to call it, it still has to be in alignment with the purpose, assignment, and fulfillment of God over my life. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that I'm very, 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 very careful. Like, hey, if I know I like this, if you're providing me that thing, is it safe for me to allow you in my space? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we put ourselves in compromising situations. You got to be honest about yourself. If, if I know my sex drive is high, then I don't want to, I want to find ways to, to, to avoid that. And I know sometimes it's not affordable. Sometimes it's just a decision. I'm making a decision that I'm not going to do this and I'm going to make a decision, but the struggles are still there and they're still real and they're still relevant, especially if you're into someone. If I'm into someone, I'm into you. So those desires are natural. They're from God. And I heard someone say, I'm not going to pray them away. I'm not going to pray. God, take away my sexual desires. And then when you get married and you need them, then you're like, wait, what? You prayed for that. Yeah. And so my thing is, no, God, I want all my desires. I want them here, but give me self-control and give me accountability. So for me, some of the struggles just have been like just keeping my commitment to God that even if this looks like something that I need or want, if it doesn't line up and it doesn't look like what me and you have discussed, then I'm going to avoid it at all costs. There's been guys that I'm like, ooh. 
I would love to get to know you, but I already know, like, you don't even match the the, the purpose. You don't match mm. it. And if I know you don't match it, why am I even entertaining you? Right. So and then that, that's how that, we get ourselves in those situations that we can't yes. get out because we don't entertain things that we should have never been entertaining to begin with. Yeah, it's so true. So the question is, how do you, you how do you personally kind of weed out the men that approach you that you know, like, it's not going to last, it's not in alignment with where you're going and that sort of thing? So the question is, um, so how do you weed out men that approach you um, that you know, okay, it's not going to last or it's not in alignment with, you know, your calling and, and where you're trying to go? Of a conversation. Like, I mean, you know, it, the Bible is clear about how can we walk together if we if we don't agree. Like, I mean, it's not mean that someone, you can't be friends with someone who doesn't have the same mindset as you. But if I say, hey, you know, I'm trying to save myself from marriage and trying to abstain from sex, and you're telling me there's nothing else to talk about. Like, right. what are we going to talk about? So what I personally do is stick to my decision. Like, say no and stick to it. I think a lot of times it's just like, we're like, well, maybe he can change, or maybe this will happen. No. If you, if this is not going to work for you and it doesn't line up, you need to say no to this, and if that means blocking individuals, if that means letting them know, like, hey, I want to cut all ties, cut ties. I think I've made that mistake before of holding on, thinking that either the person will come around or maybe you can kind of cultivate them. One of you guys are going to influence the other. Yeah. And the hope is it's not you, but you don't really know because you're taking that risk and there's certain risks that you just shouldn't take. So I would definitely say once you know that this is not it, walk away and don't look back. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what are some things that you do to keep you know, pushing uh, in this season of singleness? Like, do you write? Do you work out? What do you do to kind of keep yourself moving forward? Yeah, work on my business, work on my music. Um, those are some things that I do, um, you know, besides working on my business, business and music, you know, doing things that I enjoy, like going out with friends, spa days, manicures, um, church, of course, ministry. Um, you travel too. I do travel. Listen, mm -hmm. COVID <laughs> trying to make us not be great, but I'm about to okay. buy them up. You okay. Know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, traveling. I do a little bit of anything, like, you know, supporting my friends when they're doing events. It's a lot in, in going to conferences that awakens you. Yeah. Sometimes we all need that awakening where we're just like, okay, you know, I need that jump start. Now you're like ready to go, 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 go. So those are things that just kind of keep me going. Definitely. Thank you for saying that. So, um, like, to close it out, what advice would you have for someone who is in this season of singleness and may have been in it for quite some time? What would be your words of advice, your words of encouragement for those who might be in this season right now? Um, for anyone in this se season of singleness, I definitely encourage you to find yourself, seek yourself, like seek God about things in you. Because I know that sometimes what we think we're ready for, we're really not ready for in reality. And you'll ask yourself some of the questions that I've asked myself. Well, why did this person get it? Or why? Well, that person is not you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone texted me the other day and said, you know, Lynn, I believe that the reason 
why you have not necessarily connected with that person is because God is aware of the assignments, the callings that he have on your life. And he doesn't want you to get distracted so much in this relationship that it slows you down. Mm. But as soon as God uh, exposes you and do certain things to you, then that person will come along. They'll be running, but they'll join your race and run alongside you. Mm -hmm. And I agree because it's like you do get consumed with dating. Then you have to worry about that person and worry about this and worry about that. Um, versus if you're already running and that person comes and run alongside you, it's definitely a lot different. So I encourage you to be honest about where you are. Are you ready? Are you in the position financially? And if you are ready, because there are some women that said, you know what, check, I've done this financially, I'm set, check. I have my career. I love God. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Check, check, check. Mm -hmm. And I'm still waiting. Figure out why is there still a wait. And also be honest. Are you going out? Are you meeting people? Are you turning everyone down that approaches you? Be honest about where you are and then find out what's next. God, what do you suggest I do next? And then do it. And sometimes it's not an audible voice. Maybe it's just someone's suggestion like, hey, girl, you want to go out to this um, little gathering that we're doing? Yeah, go out. Meet mm -hmm. new people. You never know whether it's in just like a social environment or maybe a friend of a friend. You never know. So I will encourage you to do that. I will encourage you to be real with yourself about where you are. And then I'll encourage you to be open you know, uh, take that list away of everything that your spouse needs to have. The yeah. reality is, is we're all going to have a cross that we have to bear with our spouse. Mm -hmm. You just got to be honest about what you can manage and what you're willing to, to work through. And once you figure that out, you know, like slowly but surely take that first step and allow God to lead and govern you to that perfect person. Yes. It is, it does look scary. I'm telling you from a singles perspective that it does look scary because it almost looks like we have a shortage. Mm -hmm. It's like, where are the kind men? Where are the men of standard? Where are the men of integrity? Where are the men who are financially set? Where are they? They're there. Now, they may be little, but they are there. Mm -hmm. And if you think they're not out there, then you will settle for someone who doesn't have the things that you're believing God for versus just believing God. Listen, it may be one. Take me to that one that I need for my purpose and my future. So I encourage you to, to believe God that he's going to do what he promised you and that he withhold no good, no good thing away from those that he loves. And as sons and daughters, we qualify for that. So we, we, we're in the running for great things. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I wish this was something I heard in my uh, time of singleness because sometimes <laughs> you're in a season and it's all, you know, you only see kind of what's in front of your face, but there's so much that lies ahead. So Lynn, I thank you so much for being part of the podcast. How can we um, stay connected with you? Thank connecting with me. I am I am Lynn Betty on all social media platforms. So if you go to Instagram.com forward slash I am Lynn Betty, Facebook.com, I am Lynn Betty. Everything is I am Lynn Betty. If you go to Google, if you go to my website, it's www.iamlynnbetty.com. Same thing for YouTube. Search I am Lynn Betty, and you'll be able to connect with me on all social media platforms. Awesome. So thank you again for being part of the Infertility Podcast and sharing your story of singleness.
And I really appreciate you, Donnie, for having me here. I'm just extremely proud of you on this journey and sharing your story and uh, taking this leap of faith. You just don't even know how you're encouraging others in your time. And as you wait, you're putting and instilling faith in other people. I just want to let you know that you're doing an amazing job. And I am extremely proud of you. Don't make me cry. Thank you, sis. Don't cry. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Thank Thank you. you, love. All right, honey. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.